I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that, over the last several years, I've recorded many episodes on different ways to take your business to the next level. Certainly, the times we're in today require, I think, a different perspective, a different mindset, a different way to look at things. So I've been trying to increase the frequency of this, but I would encourage those that are listening to this to actually subscribe to the podcast because there are many little insights that will automatically come to you uh, on a regular basis. Today, I want to talk about a topic that I think is not only true, certainly to me and certainly to the supporters of this, but it's also so important, I think, in these special times. And that is, how do you go about investing, investing in yourself? Now, as I think about this, uh, you know, we have been given, whether you want to look at it this way or not, a little bit of a gift. It's a gift of time. And in that gift of time, uh, whether it's by uh, the virus or whether it's by the government or whether it's by just your overall uh, anxiousness, you have been given a gift of time to be able to focus on some things that, quite frankly, you've been running so fast and furious over the last several years that you have not had time for. What I've found is that uh, people today are so reactive. They're so reactive in large part because of the situation they're in, but they're so reactive because also the speed at which things are happening out there. Uh, what used to be, and I talk about in my Time Mastery book, what used to be about a 70 or 80% proactive to 30%, 20% reactive blend has now flipped really upside down. And now it's much, much more reactive and therefore not a lot of controlled energy and time is being put in the right place. So I really encourage, I think, you to just take a moment and think of what you've got what you've got not only today, but what you might have for the next month or two, and that's really truly a gift of time. So I want to give you, I think, some tips and ways and ideas of how you might want to be investing, investing in yourself and certainly investing into the business. These ways are kind of my Letterman top 10, but what I encourage as you're going down through, not only take maybe some notes to yourself about this, but also, what are some of your top 10 ways? This podcast series is supported by the National Association of the Remodeling Industry, the Better Business Bureau, Professional Remodeler, as well as many of the strategic alliances out there that are really trying to help you, I think, navigate through this, not the least of which is Surefire, my producer, as well as Engage and Marlamar and Service Finance and many others. So let's dive in and let me talk about these top 10 or at least 10 ideas or ways that you might want to invest in yourself. The first is I think you need to start with having the right mindset. You need to start to think about this is not wearing a straitjacket during these times that you're, you're, out, you, you, you're being controlled by being told to stay home, but you almost need to think about it like a virtual university. You know, this is an opportunity for you to have access to insights and information that's very, very different. Many people are hunkered down and they've been forced to create kind of home office spaces so that they're not necessarily going into the office as much. So 
have the right mindset, I think, more than ever, is this is, in fact, an opportunity to have a virtual university. And the real question is, how much time, how much time are you spending per day on investing in yourself? You know, it might be, for example, that you're spending 30 minutes, an hour, two hours a day investing in yourself. But if you can imagine, if you invest just that amount of time on a daily basis, what you're going to look like six months from now, what you're going to look like 12 months from now, that little bit of investment, because again, you've been given this gift, uh, will allow you to come out, I think, very different. Number two on my list is uh, take inventory. Now, when I wrote the book, How Fit Is Your Business? That was all about a business fitness checkup. It was all about taking inventory on your business and the 10 criteria there. But do that for yourself as well. Try to break down the criteria in terms of your own professional and personal fitness as it relates to kind of you. And as you articulate what those elements are, then try to score yourself zero to 10, 10 being that you're, you're the best and zero being your worst, and then focus on the individual ones that tend to be the weakness. If you take this inventory, then you can actually articulate, okay, if I'm weak, for example, in terms of my technology acumen, or if I'm weak in terms of some of my communication skills, or quite frankly, I just have not gotten up to date in terms of some of the latest leadership thinking because I haven't picked up a book in six months. You know, whatever those particular things are in terms of this overall fitness, you can then articulate the ones again that are the weak ones and then start to inch them up. Now, as you inch them up, what I encourage, if you're scoring yourself a five on any one of these, focus on moving to a 5.5 or six. Don't try to move from a five to an eight. Try to eat it kind of in baby bites first, and I think you'll start to gain the momentum and start to improve. Okay, number three is your technology skills. Now, today, I think we've been talking about this for years. Technology is going to revolutionize kind of the business. For the last five, 10 years, we've been saying it already has, so let's stop talking about that. But what hasn't necessarily happened is that Everybody has not kind of sharpened their axe and really gotten their technology skills up to the way that it needs to be. You know, I've done a lot of simulations and role plays with folks on video conference type meetings and, and, and uh, interactions with clients. And I can tell you the face-to-face version compared to the virtual versions, they don't measure up. So these are things that you have to focus on and practice on the actual skills leveraging these technologies. You also not only have to have the skill, but you also have to have the speed. No one wants to see you fumble bumbling on this. So you've got to have the speed to manipulate through some of the technologies as well to really not only fully get the benefit, but also have people perceive that you have the acumen that is really important. And also, I think just testing new ways and learning about new ways to communicate, whether it's uh, special texting techniques or whether it is is different kind of uh, ways to communicate using different technologies. Number four on my list of ways to really invest in yourself and improve is relationships. Now, I was listening to a podcast series uh, about two years ago, and the speaker talked about, you know, as a human being, 
you can only have so many relationships. And they said about 150 relationships is about the capacity that you can have in terms of meaningful relationships. So I actually started making a list. And what was interesting about the list is I ended up between 150 and 200 when I, when I was all done. So I think when it comes to your relationships, list out all the relationships, the personal, the, the family, the professional ones, and then start focusing on them, you know, one relationship a day that you're going to reach out in a meaningful way. It's kind of like a one-a-day vitamin. You're going to reach out in a meaningful way and really touch that. You know, over the course of literally a couple of months, you're going to reach out to people that you've felt guilty because you haven't connected to them in a long period of time. And it's really going to, I think, pay off in spades because those relationships are what people are going to remember about you. And if you can reach out in a sincere and an authentic way with those relationships, that is really going to be where you'll get, I think, a good return on the investment of a little bit of that time. Number five is any avocation or hobby you might have. You know, one of the cool things about this gift of time is it really allows you to slow down. It allows you to really do some of the things that you put on the back burner. I know for myself, I spent a little bit more time with woodworking and I realized, wow, some of those skills that I, quite frankly, have gotten very rusty on, I was able to dust them off and get a little bit more back and feel not only good about it, but I also felt it was kind of therapeutic as well. So really investing the time and the energy into whatever those hobbies, those skills, whether it's landscaping or something else that really not only is some things you can check off the to-do list, but it's also a way that I think you'll find therapeutic and you will be better as a result of it. Number six on my list is focusing on maybe improving and investing in some processes and systems within your business. Now, one of the things that I try to do when I'm working with companies is I look at kind of the, what I call the moments of truth. And the moments of truth are all those steps or all those elements in the remodeling process. And this is true in many different kinds of business. It could be that first lead or that first contact with a client. What is that process that you're doing? That first meeting with a client, and of course, that's different today because so many of those meetings are virtual. What does that look like? Now, if you map that out, you will realize there is a well-defined number of moments of truth in the process. And generally, in the remodeling process, it's only about 15 of those steps. So what I would encourage in the investing in yourself, investing in the business, take time laying out those processes, laying out those moments of truth, and then focus on the one or two at a time that you can really step up document it, discuss it, turn it upside down, ask, in fact, is it the best way to do it, and then get everyone aligned in terms of this is what we want to be remembered on on this process or this moment of truth. Uh, Number seven on my list is community engagement. You know, one of the things that I think is more important than ever in these times that we're in is really get more engaged, not less engaged, with the community. It's not a time to be out on an island by yourself. These communities could, in fact, be professional communities like Remodeling Advantage or NARI or some of those things. They also could be communities out there that are really focused on uh, charitable things or communities that are focused on uh, even uh, things that interest you. Could be 
fostering a dog, or it could be any of those things. But by spending a little bit more time and energy on not just having on your kind of bucket list or to-do list more engagement with the community involvement, but actually be engaged. Because I think one of the changes that we're going to see, I think, in businesses and in people is, in fact, that we're going to be bigger than we are individually as a result of what's going on. And I think that community engagement is going to be critical. Number eight, which kind of relates back a little bit to number three, is technology tools themselves. You know, it's one thing to talk about sharpening your axe with some of the existing tools, but it's something else to develop new tools. There's so many tools when it comes to technology tools uh, with the remodeling business or certainly with yourself. You know, taking some of the existing tools and really pushing them to the limit but also start to pepper in some new tools into your business. There's a lot of tools that with our supporters here, with Surefire Local or certainly with Engage or Marlamar or Service Finds, any of these companies, they have different tools, but spend some time really saying, okay, how can this technology tool be integrated into my business? Let me learn a little bit more about it and let me see if in fact it's going to help me take my game to the next level. Number nine on my list is leadership. You know, probably the biggest and most important thing that'll get us through all this is your leadership. The question is, how good of a leader are you? I'm seeing a tremendous variation in terms of leadership skills, leadership kind of perspective, levels of empathy, walking their talk in terms of the times that we're in right now more than ever. I think if you can take some inventory on your leadership skills and really focus on improving them, you know. Focus on reading and and listening and getting a coach, for example, to become a better leader in terms of how you're navigating and communicating through these tough times. Leadership is a skill. Leadership is a science, just like I think many other skills in business. How good of a leader are you? You know, in a zero to 10, if you were to ask 10 people that are surrounding around you, what kind of score would they give you? And number 10, Uh, on my list here, is focus on your health and your fitness. You know, a couple of years ago, I realized that I know for myself and for others, oftentimes where you kind of fall off the wagon or you fall short is not because you're not well-intended or a New Year's resolution, whatever happens to be, was not worthwhile. Oftentimes, you fell off because of health, because of fitness. I think if you can focus, especially now, in really getting on a very, very good path as it relates to your health and your fitness, you'll not only feel better, but you'll also be able to position yourself as we come out of the shoot. So I guess in in closing on today's topic of improving yourself and investing in yourself, uh, I want to say, you know, what you don't want to do is come out of this other end kind of wishing, wishing you would have taken advantage of the time, wishing that you would have, uh, embrace this gift of time. And I think if in fact you can put your stake in the sand and you can actually get out there and on a daily basis, focus the time and the energy to improve yourself, you're going to not only be better, but you're going to be much happier as well. So take care, everyone. And I look forward to certainly uh, connecting to you in the near future. Welcome back to Remodeling Mastery. I'm your host, Mark Richardson, and 
in this particular segment, uh, what we'd like to do is bring on a thought leader, bring on a professional kind of insight uh, to actually have a little bit of a discussion that, you know, gives you a little bit more clarity to kind of what's out there, what's happening. And my guest today, who's been a regular on Remodeling Mastery, is Eric Taylor. Eric is the uh, Director of Content for Professional Remodeler. Professional Remodeler Magazine is, is certainly the one of the hubs, one of the primary sources of, you know, great insights and encourage everybody to not only uh, read the magazine, but certainly, uh, you know, go online and, and, and study some of the content they have available. But I ask Erica to join us today that because this is a, a obviously unprecedented time, as certainly we all know, but it's also a very fluid time. Things are changing very quickly. Uh, there's a lot of, as I talked about on the last po podcast, there's a lot of little false positives out there that may in fact uh, be, you know, glimmers of light, but but there might be clouds that kind of cover that up. So we need to listen to each other. We need to, you know, have our ear to the ground. We need to, you know, really focus on, you know, really uh, working hard and, and kind of working through this. So with all that being said, welcome, Erica, and I'm glad you're able to break away and take some time today. Oh, hey, Mark. How are you doing? I'm glad to, to be part of this. Excellent. Um, yeah. So, so tell me a little bit. You're at, you know, there's this has been a pretty uh, wild roller coaster in the last, uh, you know, couple of months here. So, uh, what are you seeing out there? Oh, it has been a wild roller coaster indeed. So, what I'm seeing is, I think, in the regardless of any time that we're in economically, I think that remodeling is ultimately all about regional markets. It's, it's a regional business, not a national business. But I think that some of those differences are greatly enhanced during these times. And that seems to be the case um, for a number of reasons. I think that the environment state by state vary so much that that difference in um, sort of the social environment in terms of businesses that are open, businesses that are essential, the phase of the reopening that's happening in a given state, that translates to large regional differences in the remodeling market. And so that's one huge thing that I'm seeing. You talk to a remodeler in New York, they're having a very different experience than a remodeler in Texas. Um, Absolutely. Thing you know, what's interesting yeah, about crazy. that, too, is, you know, it, it's not even just driven by obviously the economics, it's driven in many ways by the politics, by, you know, what the kind of disposition of the particular kind of community in terms of how flexible and what they're able to do. Very, very much so. Um, I think that the, the local politics are driving the business environment um, more so than at any other time I've ever seen in my professional career, quite frankly. It's it's just amazing to watch. Uh, the other thing that I'm seeing that's inspiring is that, you know, leads seem to be up. I mean, April was just rough for so many people that I spoke with. It, you know, it was just a train wreck of a month in terms of leads. You know, you, overnight you saw lead flow just diminish down to nothing. And what I'm seeing for May 
is that in many cases, leads have come back. In some cases, year over year, leads are actually stronger in May than they have been. And I think that some of that is because a lot of people are working from home and they are seeing the areas of their home that drive them crazy that maybe weren't quite as front and center in their lives when they were spending less time at home and they want to get it taken care of and they want to get it taken care of now. So I would not say that this is like a robust market by any stretch of the imagination, but depending on where you're located, a lot of people are having very healthy lead activity, good close ratios. It's not what I think we were thinking in the beginning. This is an entirely different animal. And I'm, I'm very happy to have a level of optimism that frankly, I didn't have a month ago. You know, what's interesting too, and, and it's kind of a double-edged sword with all this, is that, you know, on one hand, that lead flow is better and certainly sales are better. Uh, but I think there's a lot of companies out there, as we certainly talk about with some of the false positives, that, you know, they, they think it's a product of necessarily the better marketing or better training or better uh, ability to close. But that's not necessarily the case. I mean, the real question, you kind of highlighted this, you know, people have been staring at this stuff. They've been cabin fever and they've wanted to, you know, do something. And in many cases, they're very, very motivated to, you know, get out and do something as opposed to necessarily, you know, all the marketing efforts have been successful. Yeah. Well, to that end, I think the tra in a traditional market, one of the competitors of a, remod a remodeler faces isn't just another remodeler, but it's also, you know, buying an RV or taking a family vacation or anything else that might uh, eat up that portion of that homeowner's budget. And I think in this case, that competition is gone because A, you're not taking a family vacation right now, probably, and B, you know, they, they've already converted themselves to wanting the remodel. So in that sense, a lot of that other competition is eliminated. They go into this knowing that they want that new kitchen. So it's just a question of which remodeler they're going to hire. So, Erica, you obviously touch a lot of different companies out, uh, remodelers. You see some you know, probably some great examples, almost poster child type companies that you say, wow, that's really cool. They're doing something. They're a little bit more innovative. They're kind of attacking what's going on in a, in a very proactive way. You know, are there any examples of companies that are navigating and maybe you can share a little bit more about some of the things that they're doing? I feel, you know, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm really glad you asked me that because I, I feel like overall, there has been so much creativity that has come out of this. I mean, I have seen remodelers who always just seem to me to be bright people with a good amount of business acumen, just, but normal people, people like anybody else, just knocking it out of the park, doing stuff that I, is so brilliant and so cool. And I've seen it, uh, I've seen a number of companies doing extremely innovative things. And um, one that I like a lot, they're in the um, sort of New, New England area, they're in the Northeast, and uh, just a fantastically very scrappy company, very um, nimble company, 
very innovative company, and they had a rough April, like so many remodelers did. They were um, definitely uh, hurting in terms of leads. They had a number of projects that were already on the book, sort of pull the plug, ones that were about to sign, you know, ones that had, uh, you know, it, it was rough. And so one thing that they did is they started doing webinars as a way, the way that many companies or many modelers who have a showroom might do like a seminar in their showroom. What they did is they did that on a webinar basis. They did these educational webinars and they were getting 25 to 30 attendees, which is really about what you might see on a seminar, you know, a good seminar. And they had good, strong leads coming out of that. And that, I think, um, I don't want to say it saved their business. That will probably be an exaggeration, but it certainly really helped move the needle in terms of their lead flow, and they were closing a lot of those leads, too. Um, another thing that they did is for the clients that did pull out, they made uh, like a, a rendering of the person's project that they were, you know, that kitchen that they were going to do, and they turned it into a puzzle. And they sent that puzzle wow. to that client and they said, you know, I don't know what the exact marketing piece was, but I'm just, I'm just guessing here that it was something like, you know, the only piece that's missing is, you know, you or whatever it was, but it was this customized puzzles. And it's things like that that really help keep that company in people's minds. And it's, it's those thoughtful little touches that I think can move things over, over the top. Really yeah, no, I think that is so, it, you know, I think more than anything, you've got to say to yourself, you know, how do I have a touch point? How do I have a virtual touch point that is really relevant and thoughtful and meaningful? And quite frankly, at the end of all this, I think those companies that are going to be the memorable companies uh, are going to be the ones that are going to be the winners. Matter of fact, someone else that Eric and I have involved in a thought leader group, one of the things he shared that really is, a, is an important little insight, and that is, you know, with some of this challenge with the pandemic, you know, one reason the close rates are up is that they're actually only wanting to pick the right companies to come into their home. And I think whatever those memories are that you can create, they're going to be the ones that want you. And chances are they're not going to go out in the traditional way and shop three to five different remodelers. They're going to want to pick the right company and kind of stick with it. So this whole kind of theme that we've been talking about for many years, clients for life, I think certainly kind of hits that. So, you know, as we move, Erica, to this next wave at whenever it's going to be. I mean, we used to talk about when things get back to normal. And now I think the language we're using, you know, is, is when we get to the new normal here. Why don't you describe from kind of your crystal ball or what you think the new new normal might look like? Well, I think the new normal is an acceleration of a direction that we've been heading in for a long time. And so this is really just amplifying that. And what that is, is um, I think in the past, you know, there were like a few clients who wanted to do the entire sales process virtually, but for the most part, you were going to a client's home and doing like a traditional presentation, whether it's a home improvement company or a design build. 
or full service, whatever you were, you were in that client's home. And I think today there's, there's a much more of a shift toward the virtual sales presentations. And I believe that over time, as we gain, as, as we gain a measure of herd immunity with COVID, as maybe a vaccine comes out, you know, as the landscape changes, whatever those changes look like, I think over time it will snap back to being a hybrid of virtual and in-person sales calls or presentations. And I think that that's probably going to be somewhat, but not completely dictated by the age and the comfort level with technology that a particular homeowner has, and to a large extent, the comfort level of the particular technology that the remodeler has. I've noticed anecdotally that remodelers that are more technology forward, that are really pushing those, those, those virtual ideas get more magically, they get more projects and more homeowners that are in that realm as well. Versus the ones that say, yeah, yeah, you know, the homeowners, they don't really want it. They really just want things the old fashioned way. That remodeler, his or herself, is probably less comfortable with it as well. So I think it's, I, it very much behooves, I think, any remodeler, any business person who's inside of people's homes as part of their business model to really not only acclimate themselves with the technology, but learn a lot of tips and tricks. And to that end, Mark, you have great tips and tricks on this to make themselves more comfortable and make the homeowner more comfortable with the, with that, those virtual tools. Yeah. And you know, what's critical, I think with that, and I concur with what you're saying so much as, as I think uh, all the listeners know as well, is that, you know, this kind of virtual versus in-home is the best kind of metaphors that I can think of are it's it's like two different musical instruments. They're similar to each other, but they're different. And to your point, and even using kind of the language that you hit on the hybrid, you're going to be asked at times in the new normal to play not only the saxophone, but also the clarinet. So if you don't practice that, if you don't get good at both of those instruments moving forward, then you will probably have one that is almost poetic and the other that's painful noise. So you've got to commit to the learning process and, and, and really get out of your comfort zone and, and really get better at this. So, Erica, I want to thank you for joining me. Any final comments, thoughts for our listeners today? I would say, um, as a final thought, just uh, sometimes when you are feeling the effects of something that is very wearing psychologically, as this has been, I'm talking to a lot of people that are just worn out, they're just tired of it. I think it's really important to remember that everything is going to change and that, uh, you know, this too shall pass and we're, we're all going to get through this. And I'm a real believer in the fundamentals of the remodeling market. I really think that things are gonna come back even stronger than they were before. Excellent, well thank you, Erica Taylor with uh, Professional Remodeler and uh, take care everyone and be safe and let's get out there and make it happen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Remodeling Mastery by Mark G. Richardson, produced by Sharefire Local. You can subscribe to this podcast on any mobile phone. 
using iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. 